and Martin Forst. What? Ah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, hello, and welcome to the gym. <laughs> we were just talking about nothing. Uh, this bi-weekly podcast is about the many and varied schemes of the many and varied U.S. law enforcement and intelligence agencies, organizations, and committees, and how they are stupid and funny. Join us on our merry journey through space and time. Hi, my name is Barry, and I'm Irish. I don't like potatoes, and I've never had any alcohol. Merry Christmas! <laughs> it's still so bizarre, so bizarre. Uh, uh, I'm, hello, everybody. I'm Seamus, and uh, you may know me from the documentary series, So I Married My Cousin. Now what? You just said that me not drinking is bizarre. <laughs> hey, I didn't say I married my cousin. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, okay. so, well, we're so. not here to talk about incest or alcoholism. <laughs> we're here to discuss... Oh, you want me to go this time? I would prefer if you did sleep. <laughs> because I have the script? Okay. Because you have the script, yes, yeah. and it's a good one. I can tell well, you it well, is a good you. one. Well, thank you. Thank you. Mm. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm. all of you probably heard this gentleman's name in the news, so that's why I kind of bumped him up in the list uh, for what happened recently. But I'm sure not everybody knows the whole story. His name is Robert Philip Hansen. I have and, not heard his name before, before you showed me the script yesterday. Okay. Yep. And this is what he looks like. Oh, hello. Well, probably the most prominent picture. So, mm. and the, only, the only photo we'll have for this, I don't know if I'll leave it up the whole time. But anyways, okay. that's what our our, uh, our hero, for lack of better words, uh, for the story. <clears throat> that's what he looks like. He was born uh, April 18th on, uh, yeah, April 18th, uh, 1944, Chicago, Illinois. His father was a cop. His mom was a homemaker. The Hansons had a strong Roman Catholic uh, religious beliefs. They were also very conservative, which also had a significant influence on his upbringing. Mm. Uh, there are claims that uh, his father was emotionally and physically abusive towards him as a child. Uh, overall, they say that uh, Robert was a shy and timid boy, but he would display sudden and short episodes of what you would say risky behavior. This included, yeah, uh, included a. Uh, incident where he randomly shot a gun into a basement of a home and another one where he drove through the streets uh, like he was in the Indy 500 as in like okay. small streets. Yeah. Kind of extremes, right? Yeah. Uh, these episodes uh, would be, would then be followed by Robert returning to his normal, meek and mannered mom self. Uh, Hanson, ex uh, Hanson excelled academically from an early age. He grew a fondness for cryptography. I mean, who, who didn't? Uh, in the books of Ian Fleming, some of you may know as the creator of James Bond. Yep. He, yep. Uh, he attended uh, William Howard Taft High School in Chicago, where he distinguished himself as a top student. After graduation, he pursued higher education at Knox College in Illinois, majoring in chemistry. He also studied Russian, like a Andy. Uh, his, <laughs> his exceptional intelligence and analytical abilities uh, became apparent during his college years. Uh, he met uh, uh, Bernadette Bonnie Wack. Uh, I think I pronounced that. Wack? Wack? W-A-U-C-K? I do not know, man. You're asking the wrong yeah, guy. We'll I, can't, go with, I can't even say ver, 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 <laughs> We'll go with Wack. Or a veterinary surgeon. <sighs> Right. Uh, a staunch Roman Catholic also, uh, while they both attended uh, Northwestern. Northwestern's uh, a university, is it? Yes, sir. Uh, the okay. couple married in 68 uh, because the two bonded over their religious beliefs. Uh, more on that later. Okay. Uh, Hanson, I'm getting down. I'm taking a, I was staring at him the whole time I'm reading this. Okay. Well, it's not offensive. Yeah. 
He's just a guy. <laughs> just a guy. Uh, <laughs> Hanson earned an MBA in accounting and information systems. Uh, in 1971, he took on a job at an accountant firm. I would love to know what a course in information systems would look like in 1971, because I know right? what it looks like now. It, like making Pong? I don't know. I mean, I mean, information systems like it means like computerized stuff. Yeah. In 1971, people were not using computers. I gather. Not really. Uh. I mean, they're using those giant reel-to-reel things, right? So. <laughs> yeah, the punch card system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after a year, uh, he joined the, the Chicago Police Department uh, as he tried to follow his father's footsteps. Uh, oh. he, was, he was assigned to uh, internal affairs as an investigator, specifically in forensic accounting, for the unit called the C5. Okay. He was tasked uh, with uh, weeding out corrupt cops. Okay, wait a now, second. Corrupt cops yep. in the late 60s and early 70s in the <laughs> Chicago Police Department is something we've discussed before, isn't it? This is true. This yes. is true. Uh, so whenever his father was in C5, he was head of what was called the Red Squad. Okay. Can't imagine what that's for. I'll tell you. This group was tasked with investigating suspected communists. Communists. Shocker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so do you, do you feel like we, we've foreshadowed enough here, uh, Bearcat? Do you think we've built up enough of what, what could be down the road here? Did you say Bearcat? Just trying to be playful. My bear man. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> Go on. Okay, I think you're on. foreshadowed when you said he learned Russian in college. That's what I think you were foreshadowing. <laughs> go on. Okay. All right. All right. Where we go? Where we go? Uh, in January '76, Hanson left Chicago PD to join the Federal Bureau of Investigations. Uh, also, to mention that I don't believe it was his idea to do this. To join uh, the FBI? Yes. Whose idea? Uh, it was his supervisors. I heard I two different versions of this. Yes, I heard two different versions of this. One was that they thought he was too exceptional to be part of the, the department, that he needed to go higher. The other version is they all hated his guts and was trying to get him the fuck out the doors anywhere they can. And the only one that he, place that he was interested in was the FBI when they brought it up to him. Well, do you think this guy, I mean, so I'm not going to spoil the thing of it, but uh -huh. it's possible that like people like this would have to be some way likable, wouldn't they? You would well. I don't know. That's. I think that's part of. Uh, again, I don't want to ruin the magic of the podcast, yeah. but I have seen this script before. Yeah, yeah. So when Seamus says foreshadowing, I'm just saying yes, yeah. it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, th so, I, 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 I think he's kind of a nerd, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I but think... you'd have to be a likable nerd, otherwise, some of the things you've said here wouldn't make any sense at all. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, all right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'll let everybody else. We'll, we can talk about more as we go. Okay. Uh, anyway, so Hanson got hired uh, shortly after uh, he was sent to the field office in uh, Gary, Indiana. That's where Michael Jackson's from, isn't it? So, I don't know. Is he? Is that where they're from? Oh, he's from Gary, Indiana. Yeah. yeah. I thought so. I don't know. I just popped yeah. in my head. Uh, in '78, uh, he moved to New York City. Uh, soon, Hanson would shift into counterintelligence. Oh, here we go. Where he was given the uh, task to, of complying a database of Soviet intelligence for the FBI. Okay. Robert asked to consider, excuse me, asked to be considered as a field agent, uh, but no one at the FBI saw him as having this stuff to work in the field. It would appear his dreams of playing Agent 007 would be dashed, or would it? Nineteen seven. Basically, he's a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't let him in the field, but he's good for yep. number coaching. That's it. Okay. Yep. Uh, so 79, Hansen approaches the Soviet main intellig intelligence 
directory, which is the GRU, uh, and offered his services. Hansen gave the GRU a list of suspected Soviet intelligence agents and information about the FBI's bugging activity. By the way, uh, while huh? I was writing uh, my ad for this, the ad I huh? wrote, um, I learned that the GRU is not the same okay. thing as the FSB. Okay. The GRU is military intelligence, and FSB is like um, FBI stuff. Oh. Right? They're okay. both completely different, and they may not have any kind of communication with each other at all. That's I thought interesting. it was the same thing until I, until I got this script yesterday. Well, I, didn't so I've learned something. I, I didn't know that either, so thanks mm. a lot, man. Okay, uh, so like I said, he's got all this information. Uh, during the first exchange with the Soviets, Hansen outed Dmitry Polikov, uh, who was an informant for the CIA. Uh, later in uh, '85, the CIA mole Aldrich Ames confirmed okay. for the Soviets uh, that uh, Polikov was a spy. He was arrested in 86 and executed in 88. And we will probably be talking about Alder James again at some point. No doubt. Uh, actually, in this episode. Uh, after <laughs> what? <laughs> after We're also in a different episode, James, is what I meant. I know. <laughs> <Actually>. <laughs> after one of his early exchanges with the Russians, uh, Bonnie, his wife, walked in on him hiding some papers. She grew suspicious, went through his stuff, assuming you know, she, he's writing a letter to some you know, mm. check he's gotten on the side or something. Instead, he finds or she finds out that Robert's a rat for Mother Russia. Mm. Uh, he tries to convince, or she tries to convince him. Or, but I get it backwards. He claims that it's part of a disinformation campaign, right? Okay. Uh, you know, and it, he just he's got thirty grand of the sweet sweet cash. He just happened to you know take that along for the ride. It's a bonus. Come on, no big yeah. deal, right, sweetie? Uh, but you know, Bonnie wasn't having that, and she reminded them of their faith and their need to be pure, which is a nice time to discuss yeah. their faith. Now, uh, Barry, to, to, to my man, uh, have you ever heard of the Opus Dei? I have heard of them. Okay. Did Tell you me about know, the Opus Dei. Okay. Did you know what Opus Dei means in Latin? I do. It means I actually did know this. I uh, mean, you did. It's, it's in the script, but I also know uh, it. Uh, it means work of God. God's correct. work. Mm. Uh, it's uh, best known as a practice uh, Funny enough, of mortification. Work. So when okay. you see musical things like composers, they say opus number thirty-one. It just means the thirty-first work. Uh, the uh -huh. plural of uh, opus is opera. Oh, female story of opus is opera. So that's where that word either. comes from. Works. Learning so much today. Mm. So it's a basically it's mostly noted for for the practice of mortification. An example mm. of this would include fasting or corporal mortifications such as self-flagellance. Now, mm. or flagellation. Uh, some of you may know this exercise from seeing Paul Bl uh, Bettany's uh, display of atonement in that weird documentary called The Da Vinci Code. Yes, I've never so, seen that, but I have read the book. There you go. So you know what I'm talking Paul about. Paul Bettany was not in the book. Uh, yeah, I know. This character, never mind. Okay, moving on. Uh, so Paul, <laughs> What's that? I assume he whips himself. Yes. And is he a member That's of Opus Day in the film? Yes. Okay. Yep, there you go. Uh, so Bonnie does her own flagellating uh, of Robert, sends him to, to, to church, right, to confess. And you're not saying that, he actually, that she actually hurt him in some way. This is all metaphorical, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Tongue in cheek, if you will. Yes. Uh, now, now, Robert and Bonnie uh, were known by, you know, their fellow Opus Days, uh, to, you know, backslappers that they're, you know, super devoted 
folks, Sorry, right? Slappers. Yeah, you, thank you. Uh, a priest at <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oakcrest uh, said Hanson was a regular, and he attended uh, Mass at 6 a.m. daily. Uh, yeah. So well over a decade, he's, you know, he's always there. Uh, Robert uh, did as Bonnie instructed and asked to, to, to confess his crimes against the state and to God because, you know, God's on Team America, so God is an American. Yeah, According yeah, to David yeah. Bowie, told me that years ago. God is an exactly. American. Yep. Uh, so Bonnie thought, "Hey, it's over. No big deal, right? This Bonnie, is it's all under the rug. We're gonna move on." But uh, then Robert would peak this ritual periodically as he continued to admit his various espionage activities to priests uh, throughout the years. Mm. Uh, we'll come back to some of that too. Eighty-one. Robert and family uh, would have to move again. This time, he's transferred to FBI headquarters in D.C. There he began uh, working in the FBI's budget office. This would give him even more access to information. Uh, Robert can now collect information on all of the FBI's activities related to wiretapping, electric transfer. Well, anything that required a, a budget release. Yes. <laughs> access to it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Hanson maintained his reputation as being that of a religious zealot uh, while living there. Uh, his member, fellow member of the Opus Dei, John McClarsky, uh, um, said, yes. I, I, when you gave me this uh, script yesterday, and I was looking yes, through sir. it. I Googled C. John McClarsky, mm -hmm. and he has been accused of sexual harassment. Oh, shit. Mm. Okay, then. Mm. Interesting to know. Yeah, the Opus Dei. Uh, yeah, so uh, he said that uh, Robert would often attend the daily Newtime Mass as well. As well as the 6 a.m. Yep, uh, for the Catholic uh, Information Center downtown DC. Mm. Robert would also evangelize. Uh, uh, he, he would give testimonials, right? Try to recruit his fellow mates to beer, the years to fellow Catholics. Yes. So I tell you, he might not be likable. Um, mm. He urged his fellow Catholics and the FBI to attend Mass more than often because uh, they had to announce the Russians as godless. Well, we've, we've had that before. Uh -huh. The whole yeah. move that the Americans had uh, with against Russia was not just against yep. communists, yep. but they, they they codified communism as atheism. Right. And we have to do something about these atheists because atheists are evil, not like Roman Catholics, like Adolf Hitler or Benito Mussolini <laughs> or Franco or any of those good Roman Catholic guys. It's not the same thing. What are you talking no, about? Different. Uh, three years later, Robert uh, moved to the FBI uh, Soviet Analytical Unit, uh, responsible for studying, identifying, capturing. Wait for it. Wait for it. Soviet spies. Hooray! So he's looking for himself, right? Uh, hmm. Anyway, Hansen uh, section evaluated Soviet agents uh, who offered to flip on their former land of the czars. Uh, Robert and crew would uh, decide if uh, said turn codes could be trusted. At 85, Hansen uh, again transferred to the FBI's field office in New York City, where he continued to work as counterintelligence against the Soviets. After the transfer, while on business back in Washington, he decides to get back to the spy game. Okay. So October 1st, uh, 1985, Hansen adopts a code name, Roman Garcia. Ramon no, Garcia. Ramon. No, no idea why. No idea why. But he says this letter. Somebody goes looking for Ramon Garcia. They're not going to find Hans. They just go straight over this guy, the guys whose photo you put up. Yeah, no one's going to look for that. That's not Ramon yeah, Garcia. That's, that's not Ramon. That's the no. photo of Ramon. Ramon Garcia. Uh, yeah, so he uh, he sends this letter, right, that's uh, supposedly from our man Ramon uh, to a specific officer in the uh, KGB okay. uh, that he, he found the name through his, you know, counterintelligence. Uh, 
and uh, they offer him about a hundred grand, uh, which would be equivalent to about uh, two hundred and seventy grand today. That's a lot of money. Uh, yep. Uh, in the letter, he names three FBI moles to the KGB. After the Soviets learn their identities, one's in prison, two were executed. He gave them the names of three FBI moles. Yep. This guy's basically sending people to their execution. Yep. As He's getting paid. As story is. He's getting paid. That's all that matters, right? Judas got 30 bits of silver, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Hanson uh, never told the Soviets his real identity. He uh, either went by just Ramon or the full Ramon Garcia. Hanson and his Russian pals uh, would use dead drops to exchange intel and money. Robert would ignore any suggestions by his vodka-pouring mates to, in, to insist uh, that uh, he, he would choose locations and uh, such for their business, so he didn't want you know them to have any say. He wanted to do sure, it. Sure, he controlled control of the operation. Exactly. Uh, he created a code for the drops. It was a pretty simple method of just act, adding six to the date. Uh, a drop schedule for March 1st at noon would look like September 6th at 6 p.m. Okay, so, now this is something I didn't go. quite understand when I read the script yesterday. Yep. Adding 6 to March 1, 12 does not give you September 6, 6. See, that's what I thought too. But that's, oh, you just, that's you just got this from something else? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. adding 6 to the date. So March 6, surely that'd be March 7, seven no? 1 and 6 is 7. That's what I would think. Well, somehow adding 6 to March 1st gives you September the 6th. March is the yeah. third month in September. Oh, no, no, the, the month. The month is right. Three plus six is nine, right? Yeah. So how do we get from? Never matter. Dude is right. Cold it's just, it was very simple. It's just a date. Yeah, I don't get the. the yeah, well, whatever. Hanson recalled uh, yet again to Washington D.C. Uh, in '87. Uh, he was tasked with studying all known rumored uh, penetrations uh, <laughs> <laughs> of the FBI <laughs> to find the man, find the man who uh, betrayed and executed uh, KGB agents. Penetration. I know. <laughs> Uh, Robert was in charge of searching oh, for again? himself, in a sense. Yes. Yeah, he was in uh, charge of the team tasked with finding himself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Hanson willed the tools given to him by the FBI to keep himself above suspicion uh, as he went on providing the Soviets with information on moles of the KGB. So okay. he's doing both, both jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, he executed his plan near flawlessly. One slip up, though, was uh, when, according to a government report, Robert committed a serious security breach by revealing secret information to a Soviet defector during the briefing. His fellow agents uh, went straight to the boss, you know, ratted his ass out. Yes. You know what they did? They immediately arrested him and put him on trial. Nope. Nothing. Not a zilch. When you, mean, when you say nothing, yep. they didn't put him on nothing. report or anything. Not a Keep an zilch. eye on this guy. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, he also took some additional risks uh, when it came to information given to the Soviets. He once said in a letter to the KGB that uh, they should emulate the management styles of Mayor Chicago Richard J. Daly. Okay, the management style of Mayor Chicago Richard Daly <laughs> is not something to be emulated uh, if you don't know what it is. Basically, ran the, cop, the cops like a mafia organization uh -huh. and brutally put down with physical violence a number of demonstrations uh, he put down the Democratic 1968 National Convention uh, demonstrations, which turned into a riot because of the police activities. And he yeah. also pretty much declared war on the Black Panther Party. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. All true. So let's not emulate that management style. Yeah. Good guy. We should do an episode on him, too. Daily, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and his kid is telling uh, Oh, yeah. Good call. Mm -hmm. uh, a typical investigation, you know, tactic of the FBI. And this goes well, you know, back to even Hoover. 
right? Or before mm, they could see friend. the set. Yeah, they would use information like this because you know you give it up information of hey, who who would have an interest in Chicago? Somebody from Chicago. Yeah. So it kind of narrows it down as the who's your mole, right? Mm. Hanson also advised uh, the Russian uh, his Russian brothers that they should try to recruit some of his close friends. A colonel in the United States Army was one. All this seems to indicate how impenetrable Robert was feeling during his games of cat and mouse. Yeah, he's pretty much bulletproof, right? Yeah, at least in his uh, mind he is, right? Uh, well, he's in charge of the organization yep. that has to find him, so he is bulletproof. Yeah. Like, what could take him down at this stage? Right, and so far, anytime anything's been thrown his way, nobody wants to do anything about it. So. They do nothing, as you said. Yep. Uh, hang on, let me check. <laughs> I believe is the word you used yep. to describe what happened. Yep. Okay. Uh, Hanson hindered the investigation of Felix, uh, Felix Bloch, uh, or Block. Block uh, was a Department of uh, State official who was suspected of working with the Soviets. Robert tipped off his KGB buddies that Block was being investigated. The KGB ended uh, communicating with them, and the FBI could not produce any good evidence to prosecute him. Uh, so they ended up basically just uh, the State Department terminated him and denied him his pension. Okay. So, That's still not good, but he yeah. should have been arrested, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so back in 77, the Soviets began constructing a new embassy. Uh, during this time, the FBI tunneled underneath it. Oh, uh, please. Directly, yeah. yep, please directly under me. their decoding room. Of course they did. Yep. So in 89, uh, you know, no surprise, the FBI decides that they're going to try to collect intel from the Russians, you know, mm. using this uh, tunnel. Robert gave this bit of gossip to the Soviets in September of 89 to receive $55,000 the next month, equivalent mm. to about 130 today. So he's making bank, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so so by now Robert's pulling down some serious dough on his side hustle, yes, right? Uh, despite this cash flow, his lifestyle did not change too much, uh, so, or you know, maybe it's the not way. Not fancy cars. Yeah. So remember how I told you, uh, uh, Barrett to Makuda, that uh, Robert confessed his dirty deeds uh, more than once over the years to clergy. You told me that. Yes. Yep. Uh, well, his priest would just simply tell him to have to say a hail mary and donate the cash to a charity, a Catholic charity. Sure. So he donated a ton of his blood money to somebody who loves blood-soaked money, Mother. She put the C in cunt Teresa. I shit you not. Mother Teresa did have a lot of blood money. Yes, she did. She ran on blood money. Yes, she did. Yeah. Uh, now, you would also think, you know, I bet this guy is living it up, partying like a madman, right? Cocaine and hookers, right? Exactly. Yep. Uh, well, he did party, sort of. Okay. Robert was a regular at the D.C. area strip clubs and spent a great deal of time with a Washington, D.C. stripper named Priscilla Sue Gailey. We had a favorite uh, one. Yeah, apparently. Uh, so she would, you know, off to go with Hanson whenever he went to Hong Kong uh, or to uh, Quantico. She went yeah. to Quantico with him. Yep. Hanson uh, gave her money, jewels, even bought her a used Mercedes Benz. Go uh, buy her a new so, one. Come on. Yeah, I thought that was kind of odd. Uh, but uh, ended contact with her whenever she started using drugs and doing uh, sex work. So she was doing enough cocaine to do them. How dare she? Yeah. Uh, Gailey claims, though, that although she offered uh, him sex on multiple occasions, uh, Hanson declined, saying that he was trying to convert her to Catholicism. Well, now, you see, because she said it, it's believable. I do believe her. Yeah, I do believe her. Because she said it. He didn't say that. Mm -hmm. It's her testimony that he said yeah. no Like, Why would she say that? There's no benefit to her, right? I believe that's that. Just, Maybe he's sincere. That's just so bizarre, though. 
it's very weird to want to convert someone to Catholicism and bring them with you everywhere to Hong Kong yeah. and give them gifts and jewels and so on. Yeah, but oh, she started started doing drugs. That, that's yeah. too far. Sex work. Yeah, can't Maybe do he that. got an image of somebody else's penis within her and he didn't like that. <laughs> right? Uh, funny, funny kind of mention that. Now, mm. speaking of sex, um, he kind of was party, but not what you would think, right? So, well... Bar open tab. Uh, you'll be happy to hear he was doing some sex type stuff though too. Well, why would I be happy to hear that? I, well, that's part of every story you would think, right? I mean, this kind of story you got okay. partying, right? And we're trying to fill all the dots, right? I'm staying neutral so, on, on the on the oh, okay. all, right, all right, so Robert has this guy. This guy, his name's uh, uh, Jack Horsher, I think is his last name. He's a retired uh, army officer, okay. and uh, Robert uh, will let him know. Whatever he was going to do, a little of the old uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more with Bonnie. And then Jack would go outside the bedroom window and watch him. I don't like this. Bonnie had no idea about this, though. This is that's she a had crime. No idea. Yeah, that's not cool. Uh, then, this is worse than shopping FBI agents to the KGB. Sometimes you know it's like yeah, even worse. Yeah, especially if she didn't know it. You know what I mean? Uh, so he also. He, well, I'm assuming because of the money, this is where he spent some of his money. He took it one step further. Uh, started videotaping all their sessions, right? So then he would, of course, share it. And then eventually he, he hooked up a closed-circuit television so Jack could watch it live from a guest room. Jack could be in the house? Would, yeah, apparently. And Bonnie didn't know anything uh, about it. That's what she said. She didn't know anything about it. Uh, he also would go on to different chat rooms and all he would talk about was having sex with his wife. Because everybody wanted to know about him plowing Bonnie, I guess. Jesus was okay with this. but That's what Jesus would have yeah. wanted, isn't it? Yeah. Right. For this guy to go on internet chat rooms and give details and to tape yeah. him having sex with his wife and show those tapes to his friend, the retired army officer, Jack Hunter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now we're in the 90s. We're at the 90s great. Fucking great time. That's around when I went time, to university, man. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, around this time, uh, Bonnie lets it slip to her sister, Jean. Uh, about the time she caught, uh, you know, she caught Robert doing some spy stuff with the Russians. I mean, who doesn't have an in-law that's a double agent or something? Right? right. Come on. So, yeah. So, so it turns out, my dear Care Barrio, that uh, Jean's... Barrio. Uh, yeah, come on. Come on. Just keep it a real, man. Come on. Gene uh, Subby, uh, aka Robert's brother-in-law, uh, Mark Wack, uh, not Marky Mark, Mark Wack, Wack Marky Mark, Wacky Mark. Yeah, yeah, Wacky Mark. Ah, there you go. Uh, is also working for the FBI, Small World. So his wife shares the the deets on all this because how could she not, right? Uh, what's he do? He goes straight to the bosses, right? And as you know. I'm yep. sure you, you probably know this by now, but what do you yeah, think they, that they, they did? Arrest them immediately. What do you think that they? No, seriously, you think that's what they did, Barry, my man, Uh I would think if an FBI agent went to the superiors and said this guy is working for the Russians, they would at least ask some questions. You know what they did? They asked some no, questions. Nothing. Nada. Zilch. That sounds like a lot of what they did the last time. Uh huh. Okay. Like okay. FBI, FBI people are generally uh, congenitally, professionally paranoid. 
Right? And they I, just let this go. Yeah. This guy? <laughs> no. Yeah. I guess that, well, maybe that's part of it, right? Pretty sure not this guy. <laughs> yeah. Does so, he look like a Ramon Garcia to you? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know, Barry, you're like me, right? So we're, we're now we're, we're 1991. And you, yeah. you remember 1991. You know, that, that, that's the year my my beloved Pittsburgh Penguins lifted the Stanley Cup for the first okay, time. Okay, right? okay, okay. So You have spoken to me before on other podcasts <laughs> about this team you claim exists yes. called the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yes. And you expect me to believe that like, this is obviously a long troll. You expect me to believe that there's a group of, of sporting people called the Pittsburgh Penguins, who a team who came together and said, yes, we're in Pittsburgh. We need to think of an animal that inspires fear and, and intimidation in the heart of the enemy, like tigers or wolverines. Penguins. Okay, penguins with the Pittsburgh Penguins. No, forget it, man. It's bullshit. Horse shit. But they, it's hockey. They play on ice. Who has a better advantage on ice than a penguin besides... Dude, I could See take a penguin to touch and get three points on the conversion, okay? No. Hey, my team is still – they won five cups. They're fucking best team. If, if they're real, so, yeah, sure. They yeah. are fucking real. Are they? The Pittsburgh <laughs> Penguins. Yes. Are you like – would you wear a shirt that says penguins on it? I, I do. I'm, I'm just not wearing one today. If I would have known this would have been an issue, I would wear, I wear one of my jerseys. I have what do you mean if you've known this has been an issue? You gave me this script yesterday. But but I didn't you think you would I, like... You know how I feel about penguins. But I didn't know it was a, a lack of disbelief. Well, I didn't I didn't tell you about this issue, but I, 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 you, you put that word in there. You said the penguins <laughs> in the script, and you know how I feel about them. And did you think you were going to just skate past it? I, I did. Oh, yes, you, you skate, skate. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, you did say... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. I didn't think we're going to just They're vicious. Polar bears are cool. But, but the thing was, the, the, the old arena was called the Igloo. So, you know. So what? Obviously, it's penguins. And it's Pittsburgh. It's peas. Come on, it's marketing. Yes, it's a great name. Only polar bears started with a P. Good point. Just go on with your stupid penguin <sighs> shit. We won the cup. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Some other nice. shit happened out here that, that's just not as important, but it's apparently important sure. to the story, okay? Uh, some other shit you might know that went down in Russia that year. Uh, about okay. December, the USSR, it disbanded, right? So, and about this time, Robert Sphincter has gotten more tight, tighter than a vault in the basement of the Nakatomi building during the holidays, okay? Just fucking, right? Yeah. Incident of communications with all his handlers, because mm -hmm. he's bugging out. Can I just so, stop you there for that, a second? Are you going to say something about the penguins again? Because I mean, seriously, do we have to, do we have to stop shows? Okay. First of all, penguins? first of all, yes, I'm going to say something with the penguins. But secondly, this is for an ad. <laughs> we were paid I'm ten bucks. I'm not even questioning it. Not in question. Paid me ten bucks. Okay. Just, just do it. Just do it. All right. And they said it. I have to. They said I have to lose the Irish accent monotone, right? It, to you're not going to like. All right. It's not like it's on ad for the Philadelphia Flyers, is it? Of course not. I don't okay. know what even know what that is. Is that like a cheap airline? No, okay. Here we go. This is the ad. Okay, you don't have to listen okay. to it, all right? This is just an ad, and I didn't want to do yeah, it, and yeah. you don't want to listen to it, and none of you want to listen to it, but how else are you going to pay the bill? Do you think this server pays for itself? Come on. Okay, here we go. Just pretend like you care, all right? It'll be easier in the long run. Ah, happy times, happy times. Engaged, upbeat voice. Yeah, I, I, don't tell me how to talk. Here we go. <clears throat> Did the FBI lie to you? Did they fill your head with dreams of adventure, glamour, hot women in long dresses with dramatic thigh splits wandering around Mediterranean casinos? 
Maybe you were promised you could chase aliens through the wet forests of the Pacific Northwest with a demure bookish redhead who never believes you. Instead, you're sitting at a desk all day going through reams of data or making telephone calls to other guys sitting at a desk all day. This was not the dream. They lied to you. Maybe now it's time to do some lying of your own with the GRU. GRU stands for Glavoya Radvetstevilnoya Uprlevinyoya. Right, currently known as Glivnoya Opravleni General Nogostaba Vorots Vorozhnych Sil Rosiskoy Federici. And we can help. That's all true, by the way. I mispronounced it, but it's true. Sign up to the special GRU Advanced Placement Program and be a proper spy for fuck's sake. Steal documents. Have clandestine meetings in underground car parks in the middle of the night. Hug someone's phone. I mean, it's completely unnecessary because we have interception technology for all types of communication. But maybe you're old school and you feel like putting an actual physical bug in someone's phone. The GRU has a great respect for tradition. Lie to your co-workers. Lie to your friends and family. Maybe get a new family in a different country and lie to them. Denounce that really annoying guy in the office as a Russian spy. Plant some of your stolen documents in his desk and get rid of him forever. <laughs> Contact one of our GRU handlers today for more information and a free pen. Decades of Soviet counterintelligence engineering has produced the best writing implement in the history of the world. You can write upside down, underwater, and it just keeps on going. It's a pencil. But wait, there's more. If you call within the next 10 minutes, you will be included in a raffle for an ice cream truck tricked out with all the latest surveillance equipment and a big satellite dish on top disguised as a cone. The weird plinky plunky music can be your choice of Countdown Races, Pop Goes the Weasel, or the Imperial Death March from Star Wars. Contact us today. Or even better, we'll contact you. <laughs> oh, God damn it. That's all right. Ah, that was worth 10 bucks. Oh, yeah, they made me work for it. <laughs> uh. Well done. Uh, the next year after the Russian Federation assumed control of the former Soviet spy agencies, uh, it's been around uh, 10 months since uh, Robert has you know, gone dark to the Russians, right? He's sure. kept quiet. Yeah, stop because, they're, uh, because the USSR fell apart. Yep. Uh, he, he decides to take a big risk and approach the GRU. Uh, uh, it's been too long, uh, so he can't do you know dead drops. Uh, so he breaks his own rules. He makes a bold move and goes to the Russian embassy. In person. <laughs> he goes to the Russian embassy. That's that's Yes. Barry, okay, you were there. Uh, <laughs> he walks right up to a GRU officer in a parking lot. Hanson is carrying a package of documents, identifies himself by his secret code name. Oh, Ramon Garcia. Ramon yes. Garcia. Yes. <laughs> yes. He describes himself as a dis disinfected FBI agent. I hope he said, I hope he said disaffected. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, disaffected. Uh, <laughs> God, I assume all of the FBI agents are disinfected. You, you hope so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got the shot. Yeah. Uh, who was who offering uh, you know, his services as a spy? The Russian officer does not speak to him or give him any indication that he's on board. He gets his vehicle and gets the fuck out of there. Mm. So, I'm sure Robert probably pissed himself a little bit right there. I mean, there was nobody yeah. in the uh, old GRU that held over into the new administration who knew who this guy was. No, it doesn't sound That's like weird. It at this point. So, yeah. Or at least he reached out to the wrong fucking person. Or he reached out to uh, the wrong because person. 
the Russians were convinced that this whole exercise was some sort of Yankee trick to obtain information from them. Maybe uh, Hansi thinks like all Russians are the same. Maybe he's racist. <laughs> yeah, Ramon. Uh, yeah, Ramon. Yeah. Let's uh, go back to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> the office did not know anything about Ramon Garcia and assumed that he uh, he was trying to convert uh, him to a spy uh, for Russia for the FBI. Uh, yeah, the Russians were so right? yeah. The Russians yeah. were so moved by this that they filed an official protest with the <laughs> U.S. State Department. Yes, Russia became a Karen and asked for the manager. <laughs> you know this guy, Ramon Garcia? He seems, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to shake us down for spite. <laughs> yeah. So despite having shown his face and disclosing his code name and revealing that he was an FBI agent, Hansen still escapes arrest. The FBI investigation goes nowhere, so he, he just he gets by. At least there was an investigation. True. But this investigation was into Ramon Garcia. Yeah. And there yeah. would have been no connection between their investigation and Hansen. At that point, right, yeah. With that, what I, I assume at yep. that point. Yeah. So, uh, 1993, uh, that's where we're at. Uh, Penguins, oh. they're real, and they are two-time back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Oh, really? How, really? That's very cool. Boys win a third. What a coincidence. They're not only real, yeah. but the two time back to back champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but we're not going to talk about what happened that rest of the year. We're not going to talk about game seven, Barry. Okay. Okay. I'm over it, Barry. Okay, I'm good. over it. Fuck you, David Volok, you Ireland motherfucker. Fuck you, David Volok, fucking ham and egg and piece of shit. So, David Volok is, I assume, somebody who uh, works for the Penguins. No, he played for the Islanders. He scored a goal. He the was Islanders. Scrapped. Yeah, the Islanders. Is another hockey team. They're from New York. Okay. Yeah, and Long Island, Island, New, New York. York. Yeah. Okay. Fucking Islanders. I mean, that makes sense. It looks more sense than Pittsburgh Penguins. <sighs> Moving right I along. That. I believe that there's Islanders in New York. Yeah, David Volek. Yeah. So far, David Volek is the only sensible, believable thing in your story. God, I like Barry. David Volek. You go, David. God, David Barry. You, you know, you know who wasn't pissing all over my dreams. You know, or, or well, he sort of was, he, but he wasn't pissing all over his dreams or losing shit to some fucking Hamnager Barry. It was Robert. He was too busy fucking Uncle Sam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go on. Nineteen ninety three. Nineteen ninety three. So even though Stowe's Informer was top Informer. ten, Robber is kicking it like a robber. Robbie, Robbie is kicking it like tag team. Whoop! There it is. Okay, Whoop, you feel me? It is. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic. This is my favorite script you've ever yeah. written. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Robert is still doing uh, his thing in ninety three uh, when he hacked into the computer of fellow FBI agent uh, Ray Mislock. Whoop, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> he prints out uh, classified information uh, documents uh, from Mislock's computer and takes the does. documents to Mislock, saying, you didn't believe me that your system was insecure. Hanson's bosses were not so down with this play and decided, uh, we're going to check into this. Robert's boss ends up siding with him, though, and thinks that he was actually just showing the security issues within the FBI now, framework. I actually get this. Uh-huh. Because he went straight to the guy and said, here's what I took from your computer. Yep. That to me does sound like the kind of thing somebody would do if they were trying to explore, expose security problems. Right. But that's believable, yeah. right? I get now, that. Mislock, Mislock has since theorized that Robert uh, probably went over to his computer to see if his supervisors were actually investigating him for espionage. They yeah, made it the whole situation. Time. No doubt. He probably just said, what the fuck's your problem, man? You know, well, maybe he would say, thank you very much. I'm going to lock up my computer tighter. Uh, I'd probably not. 
No, no, okay. <laughs> okay, probably not that. Okay, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, person. Get back to your fucking yeah. office, you geek. Uh, so 94, everybody's rocking flannel, I'm sure. Oh, please, everybody's no rocking flannel right? both before and after 94. Flannel never right. was out of fashion. Got that. Robert asked uh, yeah. for uh, for a transfer for to the new National Counterintelligence Center, uh, which coordinated uh, counterintelligence activities. When he was told that he would have to take a polygraph to join, Hanson changed his mind. <laughs> Fortunately, he didn't talk to you, Barry, because you would have talked okay, to him. Okay, I would have helped yeah. him out. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three years later, um, convinced FBI mole, uh, sorry, convicted FBI mole, uh, Earl Edward Pitts, told the FBI uh, he suspected Hansen due to this whole Mislock incident, right? Mm. The whole printing out stuff. Uh, Pitts is the second FBI agent to mention Hansen by name as a possible mole to his superiors. Uh, still, they were unconvinced and did nothing. Not a Arrested. zilch. Arrested. Nothing. Nothing. This is, this is the uh, third time you've said zilch in this podcast. At least, at least, right? Uh, get, mm. get, get ready. Get ready for more. Uh, IT personnel from uh, NSD unit uh, were sent to What's investigate. NSD? Uh, National Security Department, I think. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, they wanted to, he was having problems with his Robert's laptop, right? Okay. So the chief, uh, Joni Sullivan, ordered the computer impounded. Name. After it seemed that it had been tampered with, a oh. digital investigator found uh, an attempt of hacking had occurred using a password cracking program installed by Robert, uh, which caused a security alert and locked up. After conf uh, confirmation, Sullivan filed a report with the Office of Professional Responsibilities requesting further investigation. Hansen claimed uh, that he was just trying to connect to his uh, his computer. Uh, but he to color printer, right? Uh, but he needed a password cracker to bypass the administration password. Okay. The FBI believed his story and did nothing. Not a zilch. Now, wait a second. Also, yes. just hang on a second. Have you ever uh -huh. had a problem connecting a printer? To yes, I have. Right. Often. I get it. I get it. Maybe somebody in the investigative team said, you know what? I had that <laughs> problem last year. He's fine. I get the like missile thing, and I get the yeah. printer thing. I don't get the previous, the two problems they had before. Yeah. And FBI yeah. might say, this guy's a Russian mole. There's a difference between that and saying, this guy's having trouble connecting his printer. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you know? During the same uh, period, Robert searched uh, the FBI's internal computers, uh, uh, record case, uh, to see if he was, in fact, being uh, investigated. Uh, he so was indiscreet enough. Yeah, he was indiscreet enough to search his own name. Didn't find anything. Never Google Nothing. yourself. Not a zilch. Again. Uh, have I Googled myself? Long time ago. I Google myself all the time, man. Do you? Oh. At least once a month. Okay. And that's uh, how, well, I'm not going to get into here. it. That's how I've discovered something that a company published one of my articles and they never told me. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, cool. It's fine. But I wouldn't okay. have found it over. That's interesting. Uh, after going dark for about eight years, Robert decides it's game on, right? He, right. You know, they're not looking at him. He established his contact with the uh, SVR, which is the new KGB at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, during the autumn of 99, they made Prince rest in power. Um, from an er early 1996, uh, FBI knew that they had another Russian traitor working against them. CIA agent uh, Alder Shames, told you. Uh, was arrested in 1994, as well as, uh, again, we talked about this guy, the FBI agent Earl 
Pitts in 96, both working for the KJB. KGB. Um, still, uh, there were leaks, though, right? So someone yeah. else had to be... After the arrests, there was still information leaking yeah. out. Yep, stuff was sent uh, to Russia. So the FBI and CA formed a joint uh, mole hunting task force in 94 to find suspected second intelligence leak. Well, you know things are serious when the FBI and the CIA form a joint team. Right. Um, we'll, we can debate how joint they really are in this, but... Uh, they created a list of agents that would uh, have known access to the cases that were being compromised. FBI's code name for the suspected spy was Gray Suits. Real, real creative. Which is ironically very suitable. Yeah. Uh, the FBI focused most of its efforts on F CIA agents. Right. Uh, and I assume the CIA focused most of their efforts on FBI agents. I guess. That's what we have, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Some say that, they're, uh, that this was because you know the case is linked up. Dictated as such, as in, you know, hey, it's only these guys. Uh, mm -hmm. Others claimed that the FBI just couldn't handle the idea that the, you know, the mole was coming from in their mm -hmm. house, right? The call was not coming from us, right? Well, it would be very so, odd for an FBI agent to be involved in, like, Soviet counterintelligence when it, that's really a CIA right? thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, we're, and we've also kind of, like, maybe have already seen a little bit of this already where they just yeah. don't want to admit that there's a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, at this point, the, the, the FBI is the meme of the dog and the house is on fire, right? There's not a problem. Yeah. What are you talking about? Everything's uh, funny. Yeah. Funny. It's not our house. It's on fire. It's you fuckers. Hmm. Uh, 98, now we're back to 98. They, uh, they zoom in on a CIA counterintelligence agent named Brian Kelly for four years. Uh, they surveil him 24-7, interrogate, uh, and intimidate his friends and family uh, and him, of course. Uh, he was put on leave from the CIA pending investigation. The FBI turns his life upside down. Uh, Kelly was the head of one of the cases that was compromised, and his morning jog routine passed by one of the dead drops used by a mole. That's it. That's all yeah, they have. have. Some reason. Yeah, but that's all they have. They have nothing else to link him to anything else, right? Uh, mm. So it turns out, uh, turns out in Russia that these guys, uh, like Roberts, uh, you know. They're working for the FBI at their own, right? Who flipped uh, flipped like Robert and wants to saw information, right? So there's somebody over there just like him. She's sure, doing want to do the same thing, right? Right. Yeah. So kind of crazy. The FBI decides, hey, that's an interesting idea. Maybe we should get on that action. So they find some guy named Alexander Shabonkov. Shabarkov? Yeah, whatever. Shabarkov. Alexander, yeah. Alexander is a KGB agent looking for to make a buck. FBI decides to drop seven million reasons for him to fix seven the mole problem. Million dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he got paid. So now Alex K to the OGB, right? He gives the feds a file on B. B is a known American foreman. Okay. The file uh, does not have Hanson's name, but there is an audio tape of a July twenty first, nineteen eighty six conversation between B and KGB agent Alexander Feflov. Uh, FBI agent Michael Wogsback uh, thought uh, that the voice sounded familiar, but uh, could not remember who it was. Rifling through the rest of his files, he found a note uh, that the mole used a quote from General George S. Patton about the purple pissing Japanese. That's fun. Uh, FBI analyst Bob King remembered Hansen using that same quote. So, Wozpak listens to the tape again. Yeah, uh, listens to the tape again and recognizes his voice. So yes. now they know, right? 
Uh, with the mole finally identified, location, dates, cases were matched with Hansen's activities uh, during the period. To, two fingerprints were collected from a trash bag, were analyzed, and proved they got their man, right? This is who it is. Uh, the FBI keeps tabs on Robert and catches him in contact with the Russians. Boom. They decide that the best way to really watch him is to bring him back home, right? Mm-hmm. So they needed to get him back to FBI headquarters. What's the best way to do that? They got a promotion. He's got a new job. He's a supervisor, supervising computer security. January 2001, he's got a new office and an assistant by the name of Eric O'Neill. But O'Neill's actual duties is to collect evidence on Hansen. Soon, O'Neill gets a hold of Hansen's PDA and has agents download the code of the encryption contents that the FBI has obtained the evidence they needed. Womp, there it is. That's it. Uh, during this final days with the FBI, Hansen began to suspect something was wrong. Uh, February 2001, he asked a friend uh, at a computer technology company for a job. He also believed that he heard noises on his car radio indicating it was being bugged. Although the FBI would later... <laughs> unable to reproduce the noises, uh, Robert claimed that to have heard. So possibly he was just paranoid, but who knows. Mm. Uh, or he might have been right. Last, true. Uh, in the last letter he wrote to the Russians, uh, which was found by the FBI when uh, he was arrested, Hansen said that uh, he had been promoted to a do-nothing job outside of regular access to information, and that something has aroused the sleeping tiger. Notice that he didn't say something has aroused the sleeping penguin. God damn it, Barry. <laughs> tiger. That's where you went with this. Okay, okay, all right, all right. However, Hansen's However, Hansen's suspect or suspicions did not follow him. Sorry, did not stop him from making one more dead drop. After leaving a friend at an airport on February 18, 2001, Hansen drove by the Virginia Fox Stone Park. He placed a white piece of tape on a park sign, which is a signal to the Russians to contact that there was information at a dead drop site. He then followed to his usual routine, taking a package consisting of sealed garbage bags of classified material taping it to the bottom of the side of a wooden footbridge over the creek. When FBI agents observed this uh, incriminating act, they rushed to arrest Hansen. Upon his arrest, Hansen said, what took you so long? What the took FBI you so would, long? Yeah. <laughs> what a response. That's, that's good. That's cool. Uh, the FBI waited two more days uh, to see if uh, Hansen's SRV handlers would show up at Foxton Park. They didn't, so they... Pretty much ended the case and then announced his arrest on February 20th. Uh, to avoid the death penalty, Hansen pleaded guilty to 14 counts of espionage, one conspiracy to commit espionage. He was sentenced to 15 uh, life sentences, life terms without the possibility of parole, and was incarcerated at ADX Florence until his death just recently, June 5th, 2023. And so ends the tale of Robert Hansen. Not a mm. member of the Hanson brothers. So mm. how do you feel about that? Eh, this guy this did guy. a lot of damage. He did. He got people killed. But, but it's also the fucking FBI's fault. You know what I mean? They just they had plenty of chances that they yeah. uh, they for some yeah. reason squandered. And for reasons I don't dude. quite understand. Yeah, just a fucking oh. weird dude. And I don't know if you know if they would have like actually given him 
you know, more of a chance as being a field agent that he wouldn't have done this? I don't know. Well, like, well, I don't know. That's the argument from Othello, you know? The yeah. argument if Iago had been promoted, would any of that have happened? Yeah. And maybe people, maybe he would have just found another reason to do that. Exactly. Who knows? You know, I don't know. Strange character, though. Strange character, indeed. Yeah. So we do, uh, what's happening this week? Oh, yeah, this part. What's new? Uh, just before every podcast, I put CIA into Google and hit the news tab. Seamus puts FBI into Google and hits the news tab. And then we pick two or three stories we think might be interesting or funny. <laughs> We've not told each other what these stories are, so we're hearing them for the first time. <laughs> like you. Seamus, FBI goes first. Uh, well, one would have been the headline of the story we just read, obviously, right? Because uh, he dropped that. Uh, the other one would be uh, mainstream media doesn't care about the CIA may have helped uh, 9-11. An obscure court filings dozens of former FBI agents and other alleged uh, alleged uh, that an intel CIA operative on U.S. soil accidentally felicitated the 9-11 attacks. Oopsies. Are you just going to leave it there? There's no further information on that? What's the oh, next line? Uh, if only anyone in the establishment uh, would have noticed. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's something we'd, we definitely have to look up afterwards, all right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's on Jacobin. That's what that's on. So <laughs> well, no Jacobin, yeah. <clears throat> uh, FBI agent who testified uh, for the Republicans uh, was suspended over leak sensitive information. Okay. Uh, so one of the, the, the whistleblower in this whole debacle, yes. uh, apparently he was already in trouble for leaking stuff. So He already had his whistle blown elsewhere. Uh -huh. uh, also related that, uh, Comer cancels the contempt vote. Uh, from the start again? Say it from the start? Comer. Comer, okay. Yep. He cancels the uh, Ray contempt, as in Ray. This is his name, right? The FBI Director Ray, the Bureau. Okay. Anyway, contempt uh, vote as FBI agrees to share documents because remember they were like. Oh, they we're remember the last time you said that they yep. were subpoenaed and they weren't getting their own playing ball. Yep. Yep. So now okay. they're going to play ball. Good. They backed down. Good. Yep. This is working. Uh, okay, that's yep. a good sign. Yep. So that's that's what I got for this week. Okay. Uh, my CIA links are the first one is um, before he was the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski was a mind control test subject. The paragraph is, Ted Kaczynski, the anarchist and Unabomber who died in a prison federal uh, medical facility on Saturday, transformed from boy genius to terrorist, going from a star math student to a feared assailant who targeted academics. Um, where are we going? Blah, 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 blah. Kaczynski entered Harvard as a 16-year-old in a scholarship after skipping 6th and 11th grades. He was, it was there that he was subjected to an experiment run by Harvard psychologist Henry Murray that was backed by the CIA. Mm. That's my first link. My second one is... CIA had info of Ukraine plot to attack Nord Stream pipeline. The U.S. Central Intelligence Agency had information that Ukraine planned to carry out an attack on the Nord Stream natural gas right, pipeline right. three months before it was targeted. So that's a link you might want to check out if you're interested in that story. Which is actually <laughs> Are they going to make up their mind on that one, too? Because that one seems... No, like just it exploded on its own. Okay? Uh, they keep it. fucking changing. Anyways, they keep yeah. fucking changing, yeah. Um, America did it, NATO did it, Russia did it, now the Ukrainians did it. Remember Russia stole the plan that we had to do. That was yeah, my favorite. Russia, Fucking Russia, they stole our election, then they stole our plans to blow up the Nord Stream. Ah! Robert Hansen gave them the plan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
And the last one I have is the CIA's Pride Month message is somehow not a parody, which already the headline is. Fantastic news, everyone. The Central Intelligence Agency has gone woke. That's right. The very same government body that used a lie detector to root out gay employees in the 1980s is officially on the side of the LGBTQ plus mafia. Praise be to bureaucracy. And that's another article you want to read, which is phrased in strangely homophobic language, but it's still very funny. So... Uh, also, a bit of foreshadowing, because uh, one of the next episodes we do will be on that kind of stuff. Or very related to what we... Yeah, it's going to be gay. It's going to be gay. It's going to be a gay episode. Gay. It's going to be gay. gay. That episode's gay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, it's okay. It's okay it's to be gay, Mary. Is it? That's what my mother yeah. told me. I know. Did I tell you that? This is a true story. When I was 16... Well, me, 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 and your, me and your dad have talked, so... Oh yeah, okay. she said, remind you. She said oh, she knew I wasn't talking to any girls, right? And she said, Barry, we love you no matter what way you are. <laughs> I said, What? She said, We love you and accept you no matter what way you are. And I figured out that she thought I was gay. And I was like, I mean, you know, in one way I kind of get it, but another way, yeah, my own mother. Hmm. So <laughs> you know. There's so much worse things to be called. So. There is. There is. Yes. Like it wasn't insulting, it was just weird. Yeah. I said, I've got some girls. All righty. That's it, folks. Uh, we'll see y'all. We'll see, yeah, see yeah. We'll see y'all. See y'all here in two weeks. All y'all. Bye, everybody.